Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Presented by Progressive Insurance, guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Bob Wachusen in for Greeny. He's got the day off. Triple H, say ESPN, Triple H, 729-3776. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract, all on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. You know, there are times in sports where we try to kid ourselves, right? We try to buy time. We try to see if maybe someone eventually is going to accept reality. And we kid ourselves for as long as possible until we can't kid ourselves anymore. I hosted this show about a week ago. You could see it coming from a mile away. I said it then. There were all types of ideas that Kyrie Irving was going to be able to practice but not play with the team at home games, or he'd only play road games, or maybe at some point this year the numbers would get better, and then he'd be able to come back in because they'd lift all the mandates. I told you a week ago, and here is what I said on this show a week ago about how this was all going to play out. This is a completely untenable situation. This is an either-or. There is no in the middle. There is no maybe we can kind of massage the situation this way and get away with it. Either Kyrie Irving gets vaccinated and plays with the Nets or he does not. And that's it. You cannot be on the team if you can't practice, if you can't play in the home games. What if you spend the whole season grinding out to be the one seed, you get home court advantage, and now that adds additional playoff games to the games that your point guard can't play for you when you're trying to win a championship. So you're either with us or you're not. And that's basically what Sean Marks said. I mean, here's Sean Marks, the Nets GM, yesterday. If you haven't heard this, I'm sure most of you probably have. But if you, know, if you have yet to hear this, this is what he said. Threw down the gauntlet and said that Kyrie Irving, you're either with us or you're not. Kyrie's made it clear that he, he has a choice in this matter. And... Um... It's ultimately going to be up to him where he, what he decides. You know, we respect the fact that he has a choice and he can make his own and right to choose. Uh, as, as again, right now, what's best for the organization is the path that, that we're taking. And uh, I don't want to speak for Kyrie, you know, at the right time. I'm sure he will address his feelings and, and you know, what the path may be for him. And here's a little more of what Sean Marks had to say. I think we had everything on the on the board. We looked at everything. When you make a decision like this, it's one that you don't want to do it hastily. Uh, again, involve all the parties. Uh, think about all the variety of different outcomes. I think we all know what our objective is this year and how this a decision like this may be able to fix that uh, ultimate objective. So they're never easy decisions. Uh, but in the, the day, I think we're looking at putting a group of people out there that are are, are going to be able to participate fully. And that's where this comes down to. And we're, we're not looking for uh, partners that are going to be, you know, halftime. I don't think that would be fair, uh, not only on the team and staff and ownership and fans, but to be quite frank, not fair on Kyrie either. Thousand percent. That is a very diplomatic way. That is a person who is choosing his words carefully, but trying to be as diplomatic as possible and saying cut and dry. You're either going to do this and play with us or you're not, and that's it. We cannot do this halfway thing, right? We are either going to have everybody that's all in to try and go win a championship or not. And if you don't want to do what close to 4 billion people around the world at this point have done and get vaccinated and be able to participate the way that, you know, I mean, like the way I'm thinking about this too, And this is, again, what drives me crazy. See, I saw the athletic report 
that said there are sources saying that, you know, this is the next social cause that Kyrie, uh, that Kyrie is taking up, where he is trying to speak for those without a voice because he's upset that there are vaccine mandates that are costing people their jobs. And if I were trying to talk some vaccine sense to him, I would flip it around and say, all right, well, what about the guy that works for a company who doesn't have $40 million a year coming to him from the NBA, who doesn't have $200 million in the bank, who has to keep working, but he's immunocompromised, right? Like he might have cancer or he might be fighting HIV. There's a reason he can't get vaccinated, but he also doesn't have $200 million in the bank and can't stay in his house. He has to go out and work to provide for his family, to put food on the table for his kids. Does that guy not have a voice or lack thereof? Does that guy not need someone to speak for him as a voiceless person where he's hoping everybody is going to get vaccinated because he can't. He would if he could, but he can't. Legitimately can't. Not the guy reading some wackadoodle theory on Facebook about why he might get magnetized or have a microchip placed inside of him if he gets vaccinated. Not that. This is a guy who legitimately is immunocompromised and cannot take a vaccine, but still has to go to work. That's a voiceless guy. That's a guy that can't speak for himself. That's the guy where the government is saying we are mandating vaccines in all of these places of business to protect that voiceless guy. And if you're someone that can get vaccinated and you don't want to do it for whatever strange reason, you don't want to do it and it costs you your job. Well, then it's going to cost you your job to protect that guy because you have a choice. And that's exactly what Sean Marks is saying. Kyrie, you've got a choice. You got $200 million in the bank. If playing basketball with us doesn't mean that much to you, then you know what? We're going to slide over here with the guys that it does mean that much to. Because when you watch the way James Harden came to this team last year and changed the whole way that he plays to blend in with this team, and you watch what Kevin Durant has gone through to come back from that injury to become this player again, knowing how badly he wants to win a championship where it's not viewed as riding the coattails of the Golden State Warriors, you know, that, that he's the guy that's going to come and carry a franchise and be the flagship player for that franchise. How much it means to him? If it doesn't mean that much to you, then it doesn't mean that much to you. And we're going to move on with the guys where it means that much to them. And a thousand percent right, in my opinion, the way that the – I said it last week. I played it for you. It was an untenable situation. You cannot have someone who's half in. Not when you've got an 82-game regular season and potentially two and a half months of playoff games that are wars. You cannot have someone be half in. If you're half in, you're out. Kyrie was half in. You can make an argument last year that Kyrie was half in. Right? There were times where the weight of the world was just too much. He decided to like walk away and take like a mental break in the middle of the season. Right? I remember watching the, uh, you know, the, um, the Last Dance, right? When like Dennis Rodman just had to get away, right? Just had to walk away for a few days at some point, just couldn't take it, and had to go to Vegas for a few days. And I remember Michael Jordan, who kind of playing the role of Kevin Durant, like the main guy, the guy that the organization's built around, the, the main voice, I'm sure, of a team. Michael Jordan saying, you know what? You know who needs a break? I need a break. Right? Like, talk about the weight of the world being on somebody's shoulders. Who carried more of a franchise on their shoulders for, you know, six straight championships in the six years that he played than Michael Jordan? Did he ever kind of walk away and be like, guys, you know what? You have to go play this weekend. I just need a four day vacation. 
I got to go over here, and I just got to be away in the middle of a season. I mean, the guy had to go play minor league baseball for two years to eventually get away from everything that being that guy on a team, you know, was to him. So if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm like, you know what, Kyrie, either you are going to be willing to put everything into this that all of the rest of us are or not. And I'm sure what Sean Marks did and what Sean Marks said was not without the full blessing of Kevin Durant to say, yeah, you got to go up there and say this, and this is what we have to do. Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight, seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. We'll take a quick time out. We will get back to the phones. If you're on hold, stay right there. Bottom of the hour. We're going to talk to Tim Bontemps, one of our ESPN NBA insiders about all of this as well. If you miss any part of the show, by the way, you can always catch Greeny both hours of the show posted daily as a podcast available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Back to the telephones after a quick timeout. Bob Shoes and Infogreeny, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's get back to the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Talk to uh, Khalif in New Jersey. Joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Khalif, how how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right. I'm good. Um, I just wanted to say about my Raiders on one. You know, our fans to get discouraged. I believe they could use this as a field, let Derek Carr run offense. I really think he could take us to the playoffs still. And I think that Mark Davis should go get Rex Ryan to be our head coach next year. And <laughs> there possibly you go. Musgrave for our offense coordinator. You know, there's probably no guy out there that would be better, at least in terms of, like, the fun of it, to fit the Raider mystique than bringing Rex in. Right to be the head coach of the of the Las Vegas Raiders, how much fun would that be? And this is speaking as someone who was up close and personal with Rex as a head coach for six years with the Jets. Rex is a lot of fun, man. You want to talk about the genuine article? Rex is the genuine article. What you see is what you get. Now, there are times where you're sitting there going, you know, Rex doesn't quite seem like a head coach to me. But if you are looking just for the fun of it, uh, and you know what? A guy that when he was with the Jets – did not get nearly enough credit as the head coach for how good of a defensive coach and a defensive mind he is because of the all the other kind of goofy stuff he did, like dressing up like his brother in the press conference and that kind of, that kind of you know, crazy stuff. Um, but, yeah, Rex, Rex, Rex was a lot of fun to be around as a head coach, I will say that. Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight, seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. Get Steven in. Who wants to talk baseball with us? Steven, you're up next year on ESPN Radio. How are you? Doing all right, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. So just wanted to talk a little bit about how 
going into the baseball playoffs, everybody was saying that, you know, arguably the Rays are the best team top to bottom. Uh, they're going to run through the AL bracket and, you know, be in the World Series. And how the Red Sox come in, nobody believes in them, and the Rays don't even get it to five games. And not just not just you, but just in general, I'm seeing, like, no coverage on that, and I'm kind of disappointed that that's the case. Like, this should be a huge story, and just wanting to, you know, get your thoughts on what happened with that series and just bring it up and talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, the, the Red Sox have, I think, in the American League, a lot of what the Giants have going in the National League, right? Just like a really gritty, bonded team. You know, like we've been waiting all season long for the Giants to back up, for the Giants to take a step back, for the Giants to finally succumb to the Dodgers, get caught, get past, never happened. And I think in the deciding game, I think the Giants are going to win. They're going to beat the Dodgers. I picked the Giants to go to and win the World Series. I would not be surprised at all if the Red Sox were the team that was meeting them when they got there. Now, having said that, you are also going to go up now against a team that Everybody has been waiting to fall apart based on the cheating scandal. And what we're now finding out is, just like the Patriots weren't a product of Spygate, they cheated, they deserved to get punished, the NFL buried it, there's a million you know, angles to that story that never got talked about or not talked about enough, and they will go down with that on their resume as a team and an organization that absolutely 100% cheated just like the Houston Astros are going to go down as a team with, on their resume, players and coaches, and and as an organization, they cheated. But they're also showing you now, we assume that because they are probably being policed very carefully, that they are not cheating, that they're also really good. Like, they didn't need to cheat. That in a way, they are kind of the team version, and the Patriots the same thing, of the player version of Barry Bonds. Like, Barry Bonds was going to the Hall of Fame before he ever put a needle in his arm. Right? He was one of the top 10 players in baseball before he ever decided to take steroids. Didn't need to take steroids to become a Hall of Famer. Was going to be one of the all-time great players we ever saw without it. The Patriots, I think, would have been a dynasty without it. I think the Astros are this good without it. So that's going to be a really good... That'll be a series... I think it could be some slugfest games in that series. That'll be a series where you have to go out and just outscore a really good, deep, quality offensive team in the Astros. But do the Red Sox deserve our respect? They absolutely deserve our respect. Ed in Nashville joins us next here on ESPN Radio. Ed. Hey, guys. Hey, listen, just a question. Uh, let, let me put a little south on you. I'm calling from Nashville. If Kyrie goes out tonight, and God forbids, he picks up a venereal disease, how soon is it going to take him to get to the doctor to get a vaccine? Thank you. Well, I'm with you on the general premise. I'm not sure why you needed to go the route of the venereal disease. Uh, that that kind of took me down a road we don't need to go down. But having said that, I would say that um, the general premise of if you're someone that's not getting vaccinated and then you get COVID and you have enough you know, of, of a serious reaction that you feel the need to then go to the hospital, you know what the hospital is filled with? The hospital is filled with medical professionals that you are now trusting to take care of your health I don't know why you're trusting them now because you know what all of those same people that you're now going to trust that work at the hospital would have told you before you got COVID, they would have all told you to get the vaccine. So I'm not sure why you're saying anybody that's telling me to trust to, to take the vaccine, I just don't trust. 
I'm not taking the vaccine because I don't trust you people to tell me what's right. But the minute you get COVID, now you're going to go to the hospital. Now you're going to go put your health in the hands of the people that would have told you to get the vaccine, but you didn't trust. So I'm with you. I can't square that circle. But I probably would have chosen a different, you know, malady to attach to Kyrie to make the example. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. This is Paul Simon's birthday? Bubba, is that right? How old is he? 80 years old. 80 years old. Wow. Man, oh, man. Paul Simon is someone that literally from the time he was, what, like 20 years old, however he was when you first heard him recorded until he stopped recording, when he was, what, 70, 75 years old, he never didn't sound the same. Like, Paul Simon has sounded exactly the same for 55 years. It's a good point. I never thought it, that's true. You, you see those clips of him as, like, a kid. He's, like, 20 years. And, yeah, on TV performing, sounds the exact same. And nothing but great music. I mean, just nothing but, like, the best music. And, you know, I, 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 I think Greeny actually, Bubba, let me – uh, know about this that you before you became a, uh, a legendary radio producer actually dabbled in music production and actually remastered some of the old Simon and Garfunkel greatest hits albums yeah I was working on that and the concert Central Park so yeah I've, uh, Simon and I go uh, way back wow and the concert Central Park I think it was 81 so that's 40 years ago you look great yeah no yeah 40 years ago yeah so no it's a uh, big long history in the music industry you don't look great in that jersey but you look great oh thank you <laughs> Oh, Bubba, real, real quick, a Cowboys jersey. Hey, hey, Bob. Let me yeah. ask you a question. So, like the the for people who listen to the show or don't listen, you know, Bubba's had to wear a Cowboy jersey because his ritual is every Friday wears a Dak, and they've gone on a win streak. So he's not trying to, you know, he's not trying to take it off. But I said, Greeny's not here. Um, just take it off. Like you're not going to know. Like. But no, he shows up. Like, shouldn't he have taken it off, gotten dressed up a little for you all right, today? Well, first, I mean, that's not exactly what you're not explaining it correctly. Uh, let me hear the correct explanation. Yeah. First of all, I it's normally I wear it before a game on Friday, and then if they win, usually on, always on Monday. You know, depending on if they play hard, maybe I'll throw them a 
a, you know, a courtesy jersey. So we then had the <laughs> I had the bet with Hembo courtesy when they played the Eagles. Yep. And he had I you know he had to wear like a Cowboys hat or whatever. After that, I was wearing it that Monday, and Hembo's like, "Oh, I hate when you wear the Cowboys jersey because as an Eagles fan, he's like, I hate when you wear it." I just hate it. Right. And Greeny's like, oh, you hate it. Why? What's it? And because of that, Greeny's like, oh, I think you should wear it every day, especially when they're winning. So from that point on, I've been wearing it every single day to work until they lose, and they have not lost yet. So I'm not going to take it off until they lose. So I'm wearing it every day. And it doesn't matter if Greeny's here, Greeny's not here. Did they lose last night? Right. They didn't lose last night. So what do you want me to do? Just because Greeny's not here, I'm not gonna. It's they're gonna if I if I weren't gonna wear it, they're gonna lose this Sunday. That's crazy. I can't do that. There's the only thing, the only justification you need for wearing that jersey every day is just refer people back to Bull Durham, right? When they're on the bus, and right, Nukalush is talking about like wearing the garters, and he's thinking about changing things up or you know whatever. And what does Crash Davis say? Never blank with a winning streak. Exactly. That's it. Now, it doesn't I, matter what you do. If you, you if you think you are pitching, you know, throwing 100 mile an hour strikes over and over again because you're wearing ladies garters backwards, then you are. And if you think the Cowboys are winning because you wear, is that a CD Lamb? Is that like a newer? Well, is that vintage? Well, that's what we've been doing. I've been going Dak every day, but just to change it up, I've been going uh, Des Wednesdays. Got it. But um, yeah, otherwise it's Dak every day. Is and that what yeah, we call it? Des Wednesdays. Yeah, Des Wednesdays. Got yeah, it. I don't have any other ones yet. I'm looking to buy some new ones, but because <laughs> of that, I don't want to necessarily mess it up. So I'm just going Dak and Des and. Whenever the winning streak ends, I'll maybe buy some more. But the way it's looking too, I mean, you got the, the Patriots, the Falcons, like the Broncos, the Vikings. Like we might be going into Thanksgiving where they play the Chiefs. I think the Sunday before Thanksgiving, I might be wearing this for quite a while. And so, I mean, I'm I'm sorry for everyone else, but I'm also not washing it. But hey, what do you guys want? That was going to be my question. See, Nuno, that was going to be my question. That there is uh, what do you want? What do you want me to do? There is something. Like I said, you were on the phone with Tim Bontemps. So we're going to get to in one second. But what I was just saying to Bubba is the only justification he needs for wearing that jersey every day is the Bull Durham scene, right? Where, like, Nukalush is talking about, like, what he's doing that's wacky, that's making him win, and he might alter his behavior, um, some inappropriate or appropriate things, depending on what, you know, might be going on in your Friday night. And Crash Davis says, blah, 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 blah. You don't change anything. Never blank with a winning streak. So I get, like, Bubba, that, that's the only th- justification he needs for wearing that same jersey like if he thinks the cowboys are winning because he wearing that jersey they are until they don't here's the one thing i would say if he's not washing it then that might for you be an occupational hazard that like i I don't envy that is that is that backing up on you at all nuna yeah i'm I'm a little worried about this if if they win too many games because I'm worried that he didn't wash it from last year when he was wearing the jersey. Hey, I, give it a, so. I, give it, I give it an off-season wash. You know, it gets the off-season wash. And the rest of me is getting showered. And an off-season clothes, you know. wash. All right, speaking of of wanting to try to cleanse themselves from bad energy, right. let's go to Tim. All right, we got ESPN reporter Tim Bontemps joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, Tim, thanks for you know, listening to all that, I appreciate it. Not hanging up. You're a good guy. <laughs> no worries. No worries, guys. How you doing? All right. Hey, you have been all over, I'm sure, the, the Kyrie story from moment one. Your take on ultimately the only decision I thought that the Nets could make. And because they've made this decision, do you think this has, this has a chance to change Kyrie's approach? I mean, as far as the first part, Bob, this is the only real option the Nets had, in my opinion. And for the simple reason that, this was just going to be a never-ending story if 
they tried to do this half in half out thing. Right. I mean, it just wasn't going to be feasible. I mean, they start out the season with a couple of road games, then they're home for 12 days then they're on the road for 12 days. I mean, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't feasible to, to try to have this be a, you know, play the 39 games, not at MSG and Barclays and um, go through the season that way. And then potentially not have them for home playoff games, all that stuff. As far as if it's going to change Kyrie's mindset or not, I, I don't know if it's going to, um, you know, he seems pretty set in what he wants to do, but look, the Nets in trading for James Harden, frankly, they have two players that are better at all the things that Kyrie does than Kyrie on their team. They're one of the few teams in the league that could absorb a loss like this and still be in championship contention. So, you know, I think it is the, the only thing they could do. And now we'll see if it does change his uh, mindset or not. But whether it does or not, I, I think the Nets can now go into the season with kind of a clear state of mind in terms of who they have available. And they don't have to worry about, you know, potentially changing their lineup every other game. And, you know, if Kyrie decides to come back, as Sean Mark said yesterday, all the better. And then they've got another really good player to add to the mix. But if you're going to come back, you're all in. Right, you're either all in or you're all yeah. out, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think uh, you could see sort of the way this has evolved over the past you know, week or so when Steve Nash got asked last week, you know, hey, are, are, is there any chance you guys will move your practice uh, practices to New Jersey or something to try to work around this? He said, no, we, this is our home. We're going to practice here in Brooklyn. And, like, you could – it just – this is the only way you can really go into a season, right? You have to have everybody sort of aligned in one way. And that – and look – everybody's entitled to their decision again, as Sean Mark said yesterday. And if Kyrie doesn't want to get a shot, then, you know, that that's his right. But at the same time, the Nets have to try to go through this season, um, giving themselves the best chance to win that they possibly can. And, you know, you've been in New York forever. I mean, I've been there a long time. Like it, this, this would have been just a complete circus if he'd been playing every other game. So I, I think ultimately this, this really did to your initial point, feel like the only option these guys had to try to move forward in some reasonable manner to the start of the season. Well, beyond all the hoops you would have had to jump through to make it work. Well, I guess no matter how ridiculous the scenario was, if you wanted to do it, you could do it. He could practice and only play home games and not go on the road and keep his fingers crossed. But the message that you are sending to even the other superstars on your team is that there's one set of rules for all you guys and there's one set of rules for this guy over here. And to me, like yes. even in the NBA, where everything goes right to the top of the superstar food chain, there's still a cultural argument to be made that you're a team. Like you're all in this together. Yes. From moment one, yes. you are all pulling in the same direction, fighting for the same goal. It can't be this guy over here on an island doing things the way he wants to do them, and we're all over here fighting together to win a championship, and sometimes he's going to show up. Like, no no team yeah. in any sport can operate that way. No, no question. And look, even and even just as simple as logistical stuff of having to answer questions about it every single day, right? Because it's one of those things where, and you you know this better than anybody, if, if Kyrie was playing every other game and in and out of the lineup, there'd be all this discussion about how the Nets look with Kyrie, how they look without him. What's the rotation with him? What's the rotation without him? You know, guys would be affected by that both ways. You'd have players, you know, if the Nets won a couple games without him, there'd be questions about should the Nets just have him not be doing this? If they lost a couple games without him, there'd be questions of, you know, can the Nets win a title this way, right? It just would have been, it would have been about him and about, it just would have been a dominant, the dominant story of their season. And now until he is around the team, they could say, we've addressed this. 
it's over with. We're going to move forward and just focus on who we've got here. And, you know, I, I think, like you said, that's the only way I think you could fairly do this for everybody on the team, both from the standpoint of trying to win games on the court and trying to make this as um, logical and coherent a process of getting through the season as you possibly could. If you had to wager right now, do you think he'll get vaccinated? Do you think he'll do like the Andrew Wiggins and be like, all right, look, I had no choice. I want to play. Or do you think he sticks to his guns and we just don't see Kyrie Irving this year? I have no idea. (laughs) I I really don't. I've gotten that question, uh, Bob, so many times over the past 24 hours. I I really couldn't guess either way. I mean, you know, you would think at some point he'll be back with the Nets this season, but, you know, I – with Kyrie, I would say anything is possible. That is probably a very good way to put it. All right. I, I would say Ben Simmons going back to the Sixers is also the definition of anything is possible, right? Because, I mean, to <laughs> me, like, that was almost scorched earth for him on the way out. And the way even Joel Embiid and his teammates reacted to him leaving seemed like there was no yeah. way that this divorce would ever, you know, be dissolved and they would ever get back together again. Like, is that a tenable situation or are we just delaying the inevitable and ultimately they're going to have to trade Ben Simmons? Well, I mean, look, I think this situation, Bob, is a lot different in that, you know, Ben, it was sort of untenable in the opposite direction where I didn't really see Ben Simmons being willing to give up, say, 12 to $15 million to not be on the team and not be traded until, say, February, right, or January. So I sort of always thought he would eventually be back. Um, I think his teammates will – uh, ultimately be fine with him being back because, as Doc Rivers said uh, before Monday's game, you know, Ben Simmons is a really good player. He has some very clear flaws that we have seen come up, especially in the playoffs as far as his shooting goes, but he is an excellent defensive player. He's a terrific passer. He gets him out on the fast break as well as anyone in the league, sets up a ton of wide-open three-point shots for guys, probably as well as anyone in the league. So he can come back and help them win games, and players ultimately want to win games, and I think from that standpoint – he'll be able to come back and help them play. I think the better question is, you know, is Ben Simmons going to come back and play or is this going to be, um, you know, is he going to come back and is is there going to be some sort of, you know, attempt to try to resolve this to have him stay away from the team in some form until he's traded. The Sixers have been very clear they want him to play. And, you know, I think they would like him to play and see what happens with guys like Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal over the next few months and then try to make a deal. Um, but I, I think that's the next step is now that he's back, you know, will he be on the court next Wednesday for the opener in New Orleans? And then will he be on the court for their home opener next Friday at home against the, the Nets? You know, my guess is he will be. But again, like you said, uh, the way this play, situation is played out, assuming anything is probably a fool's errand. I was going to say, if these other teams that may have a chip to trade want to call their bluff, though, and get less out of them or more out of them or whatever – I mean, do, do you really think they would be able to play that game of chicken at some point, actually put Ben Simmons back on the court with his teammates? Do you think that's just talk that they actually want him to play? Or, you know, is that just posturing to try and keep his trade value as high as possible? No, I, they definitely want him to play, Bob. I mean, look, his trade value isn't changing. Right. Right? Like, un, unless, he, unless he goes out on the court and gets hurt and, like, can't play for some physical reason. Like everybody knows Ben's strengths and weaknesses. He's a very good player. Um, you know, if he sits at home until January, it's not like anyone's going to forget the kind of player he is. So I don't think that there's any real loss of value. And, and frankly, the only, the only way they would have a loss of value is if Daryl Morey, the president of basketball operations for Philly panics and makes a trade 
faster than he needs to in order to just end the situation, right? And I would argue that there are a few general managers in the league that are more ensconced in their position and more comfortable being in an uncomfortable and awkward situation like this than Daryl Morey in Philadelphia. So I I think that ultimately, you know, they want him to play. They want to try to win as many games as they can. And, um, you know, if they can trade, if they could trade Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal and some pack or, or Damian Lillard and some package today, you know, especially Dame, I think Philly would like to do that. But they don't want to trade him for a quarter on a dollar, right? Daryl's entire tenure in Houston was all about accruing as much star talent as possible. So turning Ben Simmons, who, while he has flaws, is a star and a really, really good player, into a couple of role players. That's not getting Philly closer to winning a championship, which is what they're trying to do. So, yeah, I think they definitely want him on the court, and it's just a matter of seeing if they can get him back out there and what it'll look like when he does. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to watch it play out, as will the Brooklyn situation. Tim, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Anytime, Bob. Take care. All right, that is ESPN NBA insider Tim Bontemps joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. A couple of more telephone calls in about 30 seconds after I tell you about ZipRecruiter. How great is it when you get to choose your favorite movie to watch? Well, ZipRecruiter's invite to apply lets you pick your favorites from the best candidates. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates that you can easily invite your top choices to apply for your job. Lauren Webb, SVP of Talent Acquisition at Mindola Health, uh, raves about ZipRecruiter's invite to apply. She says, I love that feature because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. So go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y, to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You know, Bill Parcells always had a saying, I don't necessarily want the best players. I want the best 53. Right? Don't necessarily give me the best talent. Give me the best team. And there are times where a player in his own silo can be less talented than someone else but can fit your team better. And that's why like, I don't think it's an accident that, say, a Houston Astros team loses Garrett Cole, loses Justin Verlander, replaces those guys, and is still winning. Or the Tampa Bay Rays. Just, I mean, they lose guys every year. That's like a yearly occurrence for them to lose guys. They won 100 games again this year because they know how to put together a team. There is a culture in the Tampa organization that puts together guys that fit right. And finding a way to put those puzzle pieces together is every bit as important as finding the most talented guys and throwing them all together and figuring their talent will rise up. No, chemistry matters. How the puzzle pieces, how the quilt fits together matters. And that's why if you've got Kyrie Irving off on his own, doing his own thing, doesn't work. And that's why I believe if you're the Sixers, having Ben Simmons after everything that's happened over the past year come back into that organization, you can't tell me those guys are going to look at each other and feel like, hey, we're all pulling in the same direction. You are as invested in this as we are. Because you sent the message loud and clear you wanted out. Let's get a couple of calls in. Let's go to Ray in Los Angeles. Joins us next year on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Hi, Ray. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I'll just be real brief here. Um, I think Mark Davis handled the situation with John Gruden as best as he could, but I do want to issue a challenge to him, and I think this is kind of where how I've been thinking the last few days. The Raiders have represented a lot of change in the NFL, and primarily when it comes to the first Latino head coach in Tom Flores, the first black head coach in Art Shell, and the first female executive in Amy Trask. 
And I think it's time for the league, and for the Raiders in particular, to embrace the, the, the demographics of the league. Mark Davis, you need to hire a black head coach. And that black head coach needs to hire an all-black staff because it's time for the league to really embrace the idea that our players, who are majority black, represent the league. They are the people who, who really sell the tickets, who really put people in the stands. That's the talent. It's time to make that happen. Yeah, I never thought, thanks for the call, I never thought of the Raiders as an organization that was, you know, as you said, with all of those firsts, immune to diversity, right? I mean, I think a third of John Gruden's staff is African-American. So I wonder how those guys feel, right? I mean, you want to talk about guys that have a different kind of relationship? Football coaches. Those guys live with each other. I mean, they spend 150 hours a week together. They sleep in offices and see each other for 20 out of 24 hours a day. I wonder how those guys feel. That would be an interesting perspective beyond just the players to get. And by the way, some news from ESPN, the Walt Disney Company and the NFL, it was announced earlier today, have reached a five-year rights agreement for ESPN to move the playoff game we normally air to the Monday night wild card spot beginning with the 2021 season and going all the way through 2025. So that's kind of fun. You know, having a Monday night playoff game rather than, you know, it kind of spreads out the playoff weekend. ESPN will have a megacast production. They'll have the Eli and Peyton broadcast on ESPN2 and ESPN Plus as well. ESPN and ABC will simulcast it. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. They need somebody, by the way. I'm available. I'm around. You know, my resume's in the inbox. If you're looking for somebody to be involved with one of those broadcasts, Bob Shoes in for Greeny. Enjoy the football coming up this weekend. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.